Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Jesus said that this gospel of the kingdom in verse 14 will be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. But we saw in verse 36, as we read and saw all the way through verse 39, how that Jesus said, even though the gospel is being preached, there'll be many that will hear that gospel and, but they'll continue on as normal. They'll continue on looking to keep everything normal. Even though the prophet of God, even though the messenger of righteousness, the preachers of righteousness, as Noah was called a preacher of righteousness, that he was preaching in that day a message to the world. And they ignored it. They continued on because they want to ha- just live like they've all wanted to live. They want to live and try to see things in life in the way they wanted to see it. That's what they were working for. That's what they were living for. But they didn't recognize the time. And the Bible says, for in the days that were of the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, verse 38, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also be the son of man be. So they knew not. They, they, they didn't listen. They didn't pay attention to the word or the message that was going on in the hour. They looked for that normal life that they thought that was owed to them or they thought that they could have or always had and continue doing. But they didn't listen. They didn't pay attention. They wasn't responding to the message. They wasn't responding to the word. You know, when we looked at over the last few messages, we saw what it would be like just before the coming of the Lord while the gospel of the kingdom was being preached. The Bible says, and let's look back in verse 8, or I'm sorry, if we look back just for a little bit, let's go a little bit further. Uh, I'm not going to just stay through all of it. You have to go back and listen to some of that teaching. But the Bible says in verse it says, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Now, he's not saying that I am Jesus. That's a different thing. Uh, the word Christ there, talking about anointed, talking about possibly a prophet or something of that nature. And the Bible says, uh, and shall deceive many. Now, let me just say this. It doesn't just mean prophet alone. It could be other religions. It could be other ways. It could be all types of different things. It could be the, like uh, other epistles teach us. Uh, Jude and Peter and other places, you'll find where the Bible says that they were among the people, people uh, saying that uh, they were prophets, they were teachers among the people, among the people, talking amongst themselves certain things. And the Bible says that many will be deceived. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And he goes, see that you be not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. But we saw what will be in the end. Now, these are things we've already seen. Things that's already going on. Even in our own lives right now. Past, these things have already happened and already started. Look in verse 7. For nation or ethnic groups shall rise against ethnic, ethnic groups. Kingdom against kingdom. 
There'll be famines and uh, diseases and earthquakes and all diverse places, different kinds of places all over. Now, we already know that there are much of these things already been taking place. The largest earthquake that ever to happen was several years ago upon this planet. It took out more people uh, than at any other time. Very close to Australia, just here in Indonesia and other places that it affected and that shook the whole world. And the Bible says that these are the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9, what we begin to see that these are the beginning of the birth pains. This is where we left off. And then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and, shall be, and you shall be hated of all the ethnic groups for my namesake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Because iniquity, or because iniquity shall abound. The word iniquity, there is the word anonomy. Uh, it just means lawless. It just means lawless. So iniquity is lawless. For the love of many shall wax cold, or it becomes lukewarm. Your love walk will get lukewarm because of all of the other things that's going on in the world. When we are letting the soul of our life and our mind come from the world, all of the things we see, all of the things that we hear, every, uh, the conversations when we have, and when our soul is those things are becoming the message to our soul and our life and our attention, and we're getting so wrapped up in all of those things, the Bible says we are becoming lawless. What is lawless? This goes back to covenant. Today, I'm going to talk more about covenant because this is the message of the gospel of the kingdom, the message of the end time gospel, which is of the kingdom of God. There is a kingdom, we have a king, and we have a covenant today through the blood of Jesus. And that's the good news. The good news is that we need to have our focus and our soul in the covenant so that we don't become lawless and breaking uh, where we don't allow the borders of the covenant keep us upon the way of truth and life that is in Christ, that we have in God. And we're going to look at some of this today. For as the Bible says that at that time, remember the church of Laodicea, the seventh church mentioned in the book of Revelation, speaking of the lukewarm church, speaking of what we could say, some say is the last dispensation before Jesus' return. And if you look at it in line with this, it's a possibility. But let me just say this. When we see an understanding that we left our first love, that is the love of, the, of God, the love of Christ, the love of Jesus, that love, what we understand is the covenant that we have between one another through Christ. The covenant we have with God, the covenant we have with one another because we all in Christ, all who call themselves believers are of the blood covenant. We are the bride of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, in marriage with the groom. And let me just say this, any covenant that has any validity to it is built upon love. Remember this, the Bible says, speaking of love, 
that love fulfills the law. So love is the way we live and the walk and the development of growth. Love isn't about how you feel about something. Love covers a multitude of sin or transgressions against you. Love is the thing in which fulfills all the ability to keep the borders of the covenant together. When you step out of love, we step into sin. What is sin? The iniquity. We start missing the mark. We start getting off of the path because now we're making our own way based upon how we see things, how we feel about something. Our soul is being vexed by the conversations of the world and the things that's going on and uh, the problems and the things that we feel like is being done wrong against us. You see, but that's not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians chapter 4, and the the, the uh, work of the minister of the gospel that uh, builds the church or that equips the church, those are supposed to equip the church so that the church will grow or edify itself in love. So that we might mature to the fullness of the stature of Christ, which gave himself for us because of love. Now think about that. You say, you see, love is not weak. No, love is a personal strength that can go through a lot of things that comes against you. If you read 1 Corinthians 13, you'll find out it is not self-seeking. It's not selfish. You see, when we get into selfishness, when we get into self-seeking and seeking what we need, well, here's what I need. Here's what I want. We become covenant breakers. A covenant breaker begins to gossip, begins to backbite, begins to turn on one another. See, that's what Galatians teaches us. A person that walks after the flesh, the Bible says that, and I'll just, let's look at that just real quick. I'm just going to add a little verse here into this message today because this is so important. There's so much throughout the epistles and through the word of God from Genesis all the way through concerning this, Galatians, Ephesians. If you look here in Galatians chapter five, it says here, verse 13, it says, for brethren, You've not been called unto liberty, or you've been called under liberty, freedom. But not, don't use that liberty, don't use that freedom for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now we're not talking about your next door neighbor. We're not talking about the world, we're talking about the brother and sister in Christ. That's what he's talking about, that's why he calls them brethren. He's talking about the church. He's talking about those that have been bought by the love, that have received the love of God, that have received the covenant of God. He says, but if you bite and devour one another, take ye that you not be consumed of one another. For you, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So he's saying the lust of the flesh is the desires that we have. See, there's oftentimes people come into church and they think that the church is there for their own desire, their own need being met, uh, their way of getting something or whatever it might be, uh, whatever that looks like. But it is deeper than that, much deeper than that. It's related to, like in Ephesians, to a marriage. And remember, the Bible tells us that we're spiritual members one of another, talking about the different grace and gifts and other things. That come Now, I know I feel like I'm talking pretty fast right now, so uh, I'm going to try and slow down a bit, but there's so much in this, and I just have the anointing working in me and that gift's working right now, and I want you to get a hold of this because it is so important today, brothers and sisters. 
that we understand covenant, that we understand this love walk, because this is not just about my personal relationship with Jesus. It's about the relationship we have through the blood of Jesus Christ, which makes us one together, members together, one of another, the Bible says. And if you see this properly, listen, you're not going to be raptured by yourself. We're going together. We are the body of Christ together. We are members together, one of another. If one hurts, we all hurt. If one rejoices, we all rejoice. Glory to God. Can you see this? You know, when you think about a, a marriage, when you think about those things right there, you, the hope is that two people will have a covenant together that is of love, that is not just trying to get their need met by somebody else, but that they are going to walk together in love one towards another. That means the love is covering those sins. That love is not seeking its own, but it's seeking what it can do for someone else. And why did Jesus go to the cross? Why did he die? Because he loved, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible says he loved us before we loved him. He loved us even when we was ungodly. Now, we love God, or we say we love God. But also the book of John tells us in, in, in one of his epistles that says, if you say you love God but you hate your brother, then you're a liar, and God is not in you. And what is hatred? We saw how Jesus taught in Matthew 24 that the love would grow cold. They begin to hate. Well, what is that? And let me just say this. Whenever we begin to become selfish and, and seeking our own, when we begin to say of a brother or sister that they're not meeting my expectation, uh, you're not doing what I think you ought to do, all of these kind of things, instead of let's grow up in love, let's help mature one another, let's help walk in love, let's stay in covenant relationship, don't be covenant breakers. No, we cover one another in love. Uh, we, not, we shouldn't let hate come out of our mouth. We should not use that. Even, we shouldn't even, you know, don't even hate broccoli. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we need to be people who love one another fervently. The Bible says that we should love our neighbor. We should love one another. That the law is fulfilled in one word. Now this is New Testament. And this is to us today. And we're talking about the law of the spirit and life, Romans 8, 3, and 4, that is in Christ Jesus, which has made us free, the liberty that we have today, made us free from the bondage of the law of sin and death that's in the world today. You know, we need to get more of our news, which is good news, from the word of God, according to the covenant that we have today, through the blood of Jesus, rather than relying upon the worldly news and that which is in the world, dictating and telling us that, that listen to me, let me help you with this, telling us that we are not who God says that we are, that we do not have what God says that we have. You see, we need to hold fast to the covenant that we have. We can't let fear come in. Come on, no fear here. No, we're going to walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to receive of the everlasting covenant. Hebrews 13 says this. I love what Hebrews 13 says. Look in, if you will, Hebrews 13. Oh, I love Hebrews 13. That's a very powerful scripture. That whole passage of scripture there out of Hebrews 13. I'm just going to kind of read this one passage, this verse today. Speaking of, where it says this, it says, if you will look with me, uh, I want to read verse 20. 
it says, now the God of peace. If you're without peace, well, you have a God of peace. The Bible says that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So you, the God of peace, you know, the Bible says that the peace of God can be in your heart and your mind. If you don't have peace, then you need to get back in this place of understanding your covenant peace with God. The covenant peace that you can have in this world today, no matter what's going on around you. Let peace guard your heart and mind. If your soul is stayed in the gospel, if your soul is stayed within and being renewed according to the covenant that you have today, whom shall we fear? What shall we fear? We need to understand that you have a covenant with God through the blood of the everlasting covenant, which will make you perfect. And that literally just means fit for use in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, there is so much within this message today. You know, the Bible tells us that there will be a day that they will, in Matthew 24, verse 9, it says they will deliver you up to be afflicted. You know, one of the things that we have to be careful of is that we do not become people in the body of Christ where we get out of love and becoming a covenant breaker. Because when we begin to get out of love, then we begin to break that law. If we, get out of, if we break the law, we're breaking the law of the covenant of law, the law of love, which is the royal law, which is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which we've been brought into, where the covenant of God through the blood of Jesus Christ is working, which is for us. And the Bible says, because see, when you're maturing, when you're being equipped, we should mature to a place of unfeigned love of the brethren. I want you to look in Peter today with me, just for a moment. In the book of Peter, 2 Peter, we're going to look in chapter 1. You see, one of the elements and necessities and one of the major problems in the body of Christ today is a lack of understanding of covenant because we have a, people who have a, a lack of understanding and knowledge of the Word of God. The word of God. I want you to hear Peter just for a moment, and I'm going to kind of start in one area, and then I'm going to to kind of start from the end, from the beginning. And the Bible says here in verse, if you will, verse 16, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, it says, For we have not followed cunning devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitness of his, of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard 
When we were with him in the holy mount, this is the Mount of Transfiguration. This is when Jesus and Peter, James, and John, they were in the mountain. And the Bible says that uh, he began to shine and there was a voice. And we know Moses and Elijah was there. And they began, uh, and Peter was so overwhelmed, they fell on their faces. He wanted to uh, build altars to everybody and worship them. But Jesus said, no, 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 don't do any of that. And uh, so he was really taken back. So he was having a unique, very unique manifestation and experience. And Here's what Peter said about that experience. He said, I heard that. I saw all of these things. But look in verse 19. But we or we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, verse 20, that no prophecy of the scriptures is any of, of any private interpretation. Verse 21. For the prophecy, which he's talking about the Bible, the word of God of the old covenant, and now we're talking about the new covenant too. But he says here, for the prophecies came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now let me just say this. this same, now he's talking about the scriptures. So he's talking about the word written by those which first spoke it, but now it's written for our sake, for a present word and a present time for each and every one of us. See, the word of God, even though it was spoken in old time, is still a present now time word and it is not of any private interpretation. It's not bound by time because even the word of God was even before the world existed. The word of God is today, yesterday, and forever. It shall not pass away. Not one word that Jesus, even Matthew 24, he said, heaven and earth will pass away. But the words that I'm saying, my sayings that I'm speaking to you will not pass away. And this is the word that we have today. This word, oftentimes we're looking for a word. When God has given you the prophecy and the word of God, which the Holy Spirit will take and reveal to you the covenant of truth, the way of God, we're oftentimes looking for our own direction, our own thing. When God says, wait a minute, listen, this is about not just you, but it's about him and us. It's about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, each and one in particularly serving and doing and following God. And see, this is a love walk. This is a maturing and an edifying to fulfill the vision that God has for his church on the, uh, on the earth today. And I tell you, it's so important because every one of the gifts, every one of the manifestations, that's why after uh, 1 Corinthians 12, you find 1 Corinthians 13. And when you see verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 13, after he goes through all of the wonderful things in chapter 12, speaking of all the manifestations and then the orders, some other orders of the church and gifts in the church, he said, but if you have not love, see, it is so important today. What are you trying to develop into? That everything you do, all that you are, all that you have is so that you can have a love walk that doesn't betray, that doesn't start hating, that doesn't start growing cold, that stays in the covenant of God, that the blessings of God will come upon you by your love walk, by your maturing, coming out of selfishness, coming out of a place of, of just trying to get your own lust fulfilled, your own desires fulfilled, like we saw out of Galatians chapter six, uh, 5 there, uh, talking about walking in the spirit. You see, when you walk in the spirit, there is therefore now no condemnation who walk in the spirit, who walk not after the flesh. You see, that's the key. 
Why do people walk in condemnation? Because you're in iniquity. Because you're walking in, out of, into sin. Because you're still trying to hang on to something for yourself instead of giving your life, instead of saying, God, you have my life. God, I believe your covenant is for me. You died for me. And God, now you're, you're creating in me a, a new man. God, you're raising me up. God, that I might be mature in the fullness of the stature of Christ. That's what God wants for his whole church. Why? Because when that happens, the church becomes uncontrollable by the God of this world and the system of mammon. So no longer that the cares of this life is choking out the word. Why? How does that happen? Because our soul is not connected to the covenant and to the word of God. We're not feeding our soul on the word of God. We're feeding on this world. That's how come our eyes, the Bible says that even Lot was vexed by what he saw and what he heard every day. You know, it's so important that you renew your mind. The Bible tells us renew our mind. How are you going to renew your soul? How are you going to renew your mind? Through the word of God, by what you're meditating on, what you're thinking about. We need to understand, you need to get in your mouth. I have a covenant with God. And I declare today, the blessing of God is on my house. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Glory to God. I thank you, God, that no sickness or disease shall come nigh my dwelling. For you sent your word and healed our diseases and delivered us from all destruction. Now, we'll see a 1,000 fall at our right hand and 10,000 uh, or 1,000 on the left, 10,000 on the right hand, but it will not come nigh thee. Or what's in your mouth today? Is there fear there? Are you in following the way of the world and iniquity? Are you letting the world dictate to you what's going to happen in your life? What is the possibilities? Well, as for me and my household, glory to God, the blood of Jesus is over it. You say, oh, well, that's, that's just hyper. No, no, it's covenant because I have an everlasting covenant through the blood of Jesus who is the lamb slain. For me and for you today, which is over your home, over your life, begin to declare that. Every time you hear, oh, no, 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 you're going to have to, something might happen. Something bad's going to happen. Oh, this could kill you. That could happen. Listen, you're either going to get vexed into fear and to worry. The next thing you know, uh, we'll be uh, betraying and lying and all these other things going on in the body of Christ. No, 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 that shouldn't be. No, we need to be people who have a love walk because we are walking on the level of the word because we put the word of God above our own. It's a more sure word. And that's the word of God, the word of our covenant today. You know, the Bible says, even in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 7, talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Bible says, and of Noah, even Jesus said it would be like this, Prior, right before his coming, these things you'll begin to see and we cannot allow our faith and our love to become feigned. That means it's not sincere. It's only by words alone. It's not real. Uh, we're, we're willing to, to uh, save our life instead of lose it. Even Revelation 12, 11 says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives even under the death. This is where your love walk's not growing cold. Amen. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't stop in the garden? Aren't you glad when his flesh rose up and said, oh God, take this from me. There's any other way. No, no. He said, no, not my will, your will be done. You see, we gotta have a love walk. We gotta have a covenant walk. 
That's what a love walk is. Because love, faith works by love. You want your faith working, you're going to have to walk in love. You want to strengthen your faith? Learn to mature in love. Be equipped with love. Love isn't about the feeling. Love is about the purpose. It's about the promise. It's about putting something before yourself. It's about letting his will be first and not our will be done. No, we're here to do his will, to preach the gospel, to compel men and women to come in that his house may be filled, to begin to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living, to begin to declare over our own home and to live it and to, to walk in it and love others as they grow and mature and compelling and compacting one another in love. I tell you, it's so important. I tell you, the Holy Ghost is moved by love. The Bible says here in verse 7, and the Bible talks about here that, that he says, but God delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. You see that? You see, one of the things we need to be very weary about is when we start walking out of love. If the law is fulfilled in love, one step out of love. You say, well, that's, that's a high price. That means I have to like everything everybody does. That means I have to just accept everything everybody does. No, no, that's not what he's saying. No, you have to keep yourself in the love of God. Well, your love isn't growing cold because of the conditions that's in the world, because of the condition in the, the place you're in, because of the things that's going on around you. You have to maintain your covenant walk based upon the blood of Jesus, based upon the love of God, by, by not backbiting, by not gossiping. Because, see, the Bible, even I could go through all of these different places here, and it's so important today. You know, the Bible reveals in the book of Jude and other places it talks about these things. That in the church, even Galatians chapter 5, I said a while ago, don't bite and devour one another because that's walking in the flesh. You want to see your faith work? You want to see your prayers work? Even the Bible says that Jesus said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. I'm not making this up. This is right here in the scripture. That's Mark chapter 11. If you're going to learn how to access and to walk in, you say, well, well, I think that's beyond my ability to do. Well, that just means you're still living in some way. You're still hanging on to what the world's concept or the unrenewed area of your mind and a selfish desire of the lust area of your life. Love and lust are not the same things. You see, we're wanting God to fulfill something in our life where he says, well, if you walk in this love walk, if you begin to stay in within the covenant, and then you begin to do the word of God. You know, I, I mentioned a while ago, even a while ago about tithing and offering. We, we understand even water baptism. We understand that the communion. We understand these type of things are the ordinances of God which keep our heart Keep our life. We have points of contact of our faith where our identity, where we're saying, no, I'm, I'm alive and, and that is dead. And the old man is dead. No, my heart is and life belong to God and he alone, that the God of this world, that the system of mammon and the God of this world does not dictate and control. For my heart is with God, his will being done on earth through his church today. I tell you, it's so important. 
When you begin to see it, when you begin to see out of Ephesians talking about the bride of Christ, which he was talking about the church. But yet, yeah, it still works in a marriage, but a marriage is a type of what we have together in a covenant when it comes because of the blood of Jesus and when we love, when we begin to cover one another, when we begin to edify one another, when we're not offended at one another, I tell you, offense is a step out of love. No matter what the justification is, no matter how somebody sees because they're not allowing the word of God to come in to help shape their soul because of love, somehow there's a fear or a control mechanism there that is about, uh, not about love, but something else. It's about lust. It's about their own desire, how they see things or whatever it might be. And I tell you, the Bible says in the last days, many will be offended because of their love is lukewarm. And I, and I tell you today, we need to get our love walk. We need to allow the word of God to be the source, the good news of our lives. I pray today that you're going to be encouraged by the good news because it is good news today that you have an everlasting covenant with God, that whatever's happened in the world cannot dictate the covenant and the things that God says can be yours, that belongs to you, and you have that in Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.